What is up, everybody? This is Chris, and welcome to Lost in Comics, where we help you get lost on your comic journey. Welcome to the weekly top three comics to read this week. This is the video where I read all of my comic books, and I tell you which three comics were my favorite reads of the week. I'm also going to go over other comics that I really enjoyed this new comic week. I will rank my top three on a five jabroni scale, with five being the very best. Super strong week of comics. I bet if you are a regular viewer of my top three that you can guess what my pick of the week is. If you know me and you know what I'm after, this week was full of books that really hit me in the feels. Shout out to DC Patrol who said he bets that he can guess my top three this week. Let's see if you're right, DC. Let's get this started with... Three! Love Everlasting, issue number nine. This is from Image Comics, Tom King on writing, Elsa Chartier on art, Matt Hollingsworth on colors, and Clayton Cowles on letters. This is the story of Joanne Peterson, a woman who has been on the run from her own life. As she gets older, she has grappled with the reality of her choices and has settled on living with those choices. Key word there, settled. The biggest of those choices, the man that she chose to love when she was just a young girl. In this issue, Joanne and her husband Don are met with some tragic news of Don's diagnosis with cancer. At the same time, one of Joanne and Don's children are getting married. Will Don have enough time to make the wedding of his own son? And how will Joanne learn to cope with grief in this issue? This book has taken a deep, meditative look into the circumstances of a life spent loving someone. It's not always pretty. This book is brutally honest and shines a light on the choices we make for a lifetime. Elsa Chartier's attention to detail is the anchor of this comic book and allows for each panel to take us into the mind and emotions of Joanne Peterson. This book went from being okay to one of Tom King's finest works, in my opinion. This is going to be a treat for so many to read and trade. As I've mentioned a few times before, you've got to work your way through the first five issues of this comic to get to the good stuff, but let me tell you, it is so worth it. And this book is getting a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.0. A solid four to start the top three, which takes us to... Two. Hairball, issue number four, Dark Horse Comics, The Flux House Imprint, Matt Kent on writing, Tyler Jenkins on art and letters, and Hillary Jenkins on colors. This was the conclusion to one of my favorite stories of 2023 so far. Who knew that Bestie, the demented killer cat, actually had a real origin story, and that origin story was rooted in ancient history? And who knew that this cat was actually sent to protect rather than destroy. I guess it's all a matter of perspective to the cat's owner. Sometimes when we get accustomed to living in a harmful environment, we don't realize that we need protecting or someone to look out for us. It's not until we're free and clear of those harmful situations that we can appreciate a cat like Bestie, who would do anything in their power to offer protection, even if it means taking a life. Now that's a real Bestie right there. This is the lesson that our main character, the young adopted girl who's now grown up, learned in a lifetime with Bestie the cat cats. And maybe Bestie takes one more life in the conclusion of this book. You'll have to read it to find out. 
If you're a fan of Matt Kent, you know that one of the best things about his writing is that he leaves a few loose ends open to interpretation. Nothing serious that takes away from the story, but I love uh, stories like that. It's like a good song that the writer just won't tell us what the lyrics mean, right? I told you what I got from it, but on the surface, this is a really cool story about a crazy black cat. Beautifully drawn and rendered by Tyler and Hillary Jenkins, and I really think you should check out the entire four-issue run. I loved this book, and it is getting a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A four and a quarter. A 4.25. I hope you're enjoying the video so far. If you do me a huge favor, hit that like button. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. That is your way of helping me out, and I, again, greatly appreciate that. Uh, I'd love it if you sub to our channel if you haven't already, and hit that little bell so that you don't miss any comic-loving content that's released here on the Lost in Comics YouTube channel. The top three is released every single week, so be sure that you check in every single Thursday morning for the this video. Now are you ready? It's time for the It's the pick of the week. The pick of the week. Pick of the week. And this week's pick of the week is Swan Songs issue number one from Image Comics. This is W. Maxwell Prince on writing, Martin Simmons on art and colors, and good old Neon on letters. This was my most anticipated comic of the week, and it did not disappoint. Swan Songs, written by the ever-talented writer of Ice Cream Man, W. Maxwell Prince, whom we had on the channel not too long ago, check out that video when you have a chance, delivered with this monster of a first issue. Now, this is a limited series, and the basis of each of these books is the end. In issue number one, we get the end of the world, and the story focuses in on a son who is spending the last days on Earth taking care of his dying mother. Now, as the Earth's clock winds down, he spends his time reading his mother her favorite gardening magazines. But there's just one problem. She has one more issue of that magazine to read to complete her run of the publication, which sends her son on a journey in the middle of the apocalypse to go get and recover that one last magazine. He will risk his life in those apocalyptic streets to make his mother happy one last time. What would you do for the ones you love in the last moments of a dying world? Martin Simmons delivers what the perfect backdrop to a world in shambles would look like. His art is definitely situational because of how unique it is. And let me tell you, this was the perfect situation for a Martin Simmons book. I'm going to be real with you. This was a sad book, but like Ice Cream Man, it gives that very sobering look at humanity and what is really important in life. This one hit me hard in the feels, just the way I like it. And what a beginning to a story about the end. This comic, this pick of the week is getting a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.75, what a great first issue. I loved this comic. Now let's talk about some runner-ups this week. We've got Night Terror's First Blood, issue number one, DC Comics. Joshua Williamson on writing, Howard Porter on art, Brad Anderson on colors, and Troy Pettery on letters. So here's the thing. 
I know most of us are tired of events. I know that when we saw that ginormous list of Night Terrors crossovers for July and August, we freaked out. Rightfully so. It's a lot of comic books, y'all. And I know it's interrupting some of our favorite ongoing DC titles for the next couple of months. And that's really inconvenient. But what I can tell you is that this kickoff of the Night Terrors event was very very good, and I was taken back by how much I enjoyed this. I almost don't want to enjoy it because I don't want another event, but this was a top three contender this week. I really enjoyed this issue. An entity known as Insomnia is in search of the Nightmare Stone. Now, the Nightmare Stone has been hid in one of our superheroes' nightmares, and Insomnia has figured a way to put everyone on Earth to sleep, including the heroes, so that he can find this Nightmare Stone. While everyone is asleep, they are in a constant state of being trapped within their nightmares. Along with this first issue, I also read the Night Terror's Batman issue. It seemed very connected to the event, also being written by event writer Joshua Williamson. In the Batman issue, we're exploring Batman's darkest nightmares, which are not pretty at all. This is a horror-filled event, and I have to say, the kickoff was excellent, and I'm actually really excited to read more. Now, here's my recommendation. Read this kickoff issue along with the four-issue event books, Night Terrors 1 through 4. That will keep you within your budget. Now, if you want to expand a little bit on that, pick your favorite character. For me, I'm taking Batman. I am going to read those two tie-in issues that won't break the bank. And if you're going to go all in on the tie-ins, my hat's off to you. It's a lot of books. I have a feeling, though, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's go to the next book. We've got Daredevil, issue number 13 from Marvel, Chip Zdarsky on writing, and Marco Cicchetto on art. As we near the ending of Chip and Marco's run, you get a sense that this team wants to lay it all out and tell as big and impactful of a story as they possibly can, which leads Matt Murdock into the gates of hell to save the souls of Foggy and Stick. Matt is ready to sacrifice it all for his friends. His whole life has been led by God to this moment. Could this really be the real end for Daredevil? We shall see, but this is a massive a story and massive undertaking. The scope is huge. I cannot wait to see how Chip and Marco land the Daredevil plane. Next up, Sins of the Salton Sea, issue number two from AWA, Ed Brisson on writing, C.P. Smith on art. A son and his mother have mistakenly been rescued by a former criminal who thought he was running one last job, but instead has landed himself in the middle of what appears to be a very sticky and deadly situation between a billionaire and his ex-wife who's trying to protect her son for reasons yet to be revealed. If you are a true crime, true detective fan, it doesn't get better than this offering from Ed Brisson and C.P. Smith. This is a sleeper book. I think you guys should check it out. Now here's some shout outs to get to this week. Fantastic Four issue number nine from Marvel Comics. Ryan North on writing and Ivan Fiorelli on art, nine issues into Fantastic Four, and I'm here to tell you, this is one of the best Marvel comics right now, in my opinion. It's a slow burn. Most of the issues read as one-shots, but then you get an issue like this one where it ties up an arc from the last issue, great characterization. This issue from Alicia's perspective is a lot of fun, and you gotta love the role that she plays with this team. There's perfectly embedded moments of humor in every single issue. Stories engaging. I'm a fan. Feed 
me more Fantastic Four. Next up, Doctor Strange, issue number five from Jed McKay on writing and Pascal Ferry on art. This book just continues to grow on me every single issue. It's got a beautiful balance of progressing the story of Doctor Strange and his wife Clea, who's suspected of being a murderer, and then it's got these moments of humor that are perfectly timed in place. I'm a big fan of this run so far, continues to impress me, yet another great title from Marvel. Marvel, stepping it up in 2023, that is a fact. Now next up we've got the North Valley Grimoire, issue number two. What not publishing from their massive imprint. We've got Blake Northcutt on writing and Giuseppe Cafaro on art. Um, where did this book come from? I'll tell you where. It was originally released in prose and converted to comic form, and we are the lucky recipients. Magic, mystery, and crime noir all jumbled together to make this a must-read. Like I said, strong week of comics. Did you read Swan Songs? Did you like it? How about the nice surprise from Night Terrors this week? Are you reading the tie-ins? Let me know in the comments below. I want to know. I thank you for watching. And as always, stay lost in comics, my friends. I will see you soon.